So Mustama, most of you have been to a Chassidish Ishtibel at some point, and you've witnessed the following uh, scene. The Olam walk in, and there is prepared Kenayin Ahura, there's Mazonis, there's some Schnapps, a Bislachayim, it's Bompen, you know, it's a Shmaka Matzav. Oh, Mustafa's, what happened today? The Yusuf, the Rebbe Zechonin of Ooh, who doesn't remember the Rebbe Zechonin of Ah, remember the Tish. Remember I used to give brachas. Remember his smile. Remember his droshes before Ni'ila. Gavaldik, the Rebbe Zechonin of Racha. Moedik, Moedik, Moedik. A couple of weeks later, in the same shtibel, also a pistol mazonis, some schnapps. Oh, what, what, what's today? What's happening? This was the Rebbe Zechonin of Zaita. Ooh, I remember my father telling me that he was there, B'Sha'a Smaisen, when the Rebbe blew Shaifa, Oi, the Oilam were crying. Unbel- ah, the Rebbe Zechonin of grandfather, unbelievable. A few weeks later, you walk into Shul. Nochalachai, schnapps, what's going on? Ooh, this was the Rebbe's great, great, great grandfather. Aha, okay. I think there was a guy in Shul, an old guy, old, old guy. He remembers when he was young, so there was uh, some old people in his Shul who told them that their father remembered the Rebbe. Okay, also good. Kavaldik. Imagine you walk in a few weeks later, see some schnapps, some not just that, Mom, the whole table is laid, there's fruit, there's the whole matzah going on. Ooh, what's going on? The Rash Bazyot site. Ah, come on. You might have a bit of late sunness over here. What's going on? The Rashba? What's left is the Rashba? What's going on? Unbelievable thing. And yet over here, what do we have? The Heilige Rebbe Shimon Bayachai gets the biggest party the whole year, bigger than anybody else in the world. What's that Rebbe Shimon Bayachai? What happened to Rebbe Zeira? Can you, can you imagine? The boy say, Rebbe Zeira is your... What? Rabba! Unbe- what's Pshat? What's Rebbe Shimon Bayachai? What, what's going on? So, you know, Be'ez Hashem, all of us, this year, are going to be Zoycha to be there. Last year, many of us were not Zoycha to be there. So, as we always try to do, a little bit of a chona, a bit of understanding of what, what are we doing? What's, what's going on over here? Where does this all come from? What's the purpose of everything? You know, I don't know if you had this feeling, but it's, it's a positive feeling. You come to Meiron anytime. And I don't care when it is. It could be like Boimeh, it could be on a random Wednesday morning. It doesn't make a difference, right? Ah, ah, we're in Meiron. You feel in Meiron, no? You came home. You're in Meiron. You, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You feel, you feel at home. You feel you're in Meiron. It's geschmack. Now, I remember I was once on a bus, random bus on the way to Tzvas. Yeah? The guy turns to me, a random guy says to me, you're also coming to visit Rip Shimon. He's like, oh, brother, you're going to visit Rip Shimon. Like, you know, that's what we do. Go visit Rip Shimon. What? Well, where is this all coming from? What is going on over here? I want to take a little bit of time today, tomorrow, to explain a little bit of what is going on because we don't just jump into things. We try to understand them. The once said that it's almost impossible to explain to a goy the maila of a yid. His einikul, his grandson, Reboruch Mameshvish, once said that it's not only impossible to explain a yid to a goy, but it's also impossible to explain a yid to another yid. As he was interpreting his grandfather's Nebalshemtov's understanding. Now, this applies to a regular yid. This applies to a normal Jew. So culture came for sure, it applies to tzaddikim that we poshut cannot understand. There's a famous Maisa that the Pnei Yeshua once met the Balshemtov twice. 
And uh, once one, one of his Talmudian, the Talmud of the Pnei Yeshua, uh, had uh, a few problems with his feet. Uh, a few problems, or whatever, medical problems with his feet. So he went to the, his Rebbe, the Pnei Yeshua, and the Pnei Yeshua told him, go to the Baal Shem Tov. Go to the Baal Shem Tov, you'll see. So he goes to the Baal Shem Tov, and he came back, oh, wow, I met the Baal Shem Tov. Mama, she spoke to him like a Tana. Like, Mama, she's like, unbelievable. The Pnei Yeshua said, okay, but what's with your questions, your problems, whatever? So he said, listen, as long as I thought that he was a human being, so I had questions, I had this situation, but now I saw, it was not even a human being, so all my questions, you know, fell away. So this applies to Tzadikim, right? Tzadikim. We want to be massive with Shimon Bayachai. You want to understand Rabbi Shimon Bayachai? <laughs> not even possible. How are we even daring to stand here and try to explain Rabbi Shimon Bayachai? Pasha not Nagar. Pasha not Nagar. However, we do have, you know, the state, whatever, whatever's written. We can say, right, to understand it, Pasha, we can't understand. But to try and get a little bit of inkling of whatever the Svarimic nation bring us, this we do have. So I want to give today a little bit of a history. It's the next couple of days we'll get more into the Indian. But today is a little bit of a history and understanding where did he come from? Where did Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai come from? And I think it's important to understand where he came from. Where was his beginning for understand a little bit of an idea who he was. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was born 50 years after Hurban Bayashani. There's a Gavaldiga Sefer called Sefer Nachlas Ovois. So he brings over there this Gavaldiga Maisa, which is already a famous Maisa, which everybody knows, but again, it's Kedai to repeat it this particular time before we go up there to know who we are dealing with. Yochai. Let's deal with Rib Shimon's father, Bar Yochai, right? That's a magnet, this works. We'll talk about that as well. What's Pshat? All the, all the, all the, all the Yidin, all types of Yidin. No Shaykhas Rib Shimon. <laughs> These people probably put on Tfilin on Cholamoy Dashemi Rachim and they're going up to Meiran. What's Pshat? You walk over there, you see Yidin, that Pshat. What are you doing? You want to walk over to the guy, like, what are you doing over here? Like, you, ever, you, even, you even know who this is? You open up, up a Babylonian Talmud in your life and understand what's going on? We'll talk about that, Be'ez Hashem. But let's go from the beginning. Who is Yechai? Who is Yechai? Bar Yechai. Yechai. Yechai was a very, very wealthy, well-respected individual. His wife, Sarah, had no children. Now, his wife, Sarah, by the way, was a descendant of Hillel Hazaki. So, um, after many, many years with no children, he wanted to have children. I want to have a child. So he davened and davened. Nothing happened. And he decided, I'm going to divorce her. Ah, I divorce her. I can't, I, can't, I can't have this. I need to go and find a new wife. I, push, I, need, I need a child. That's what I need to do. So he went to the Shadchan. said, no, have Shagot Shedach for me. Suddenly so she starts looking. And in the meantime, his wife, Sarah, realized that her husband, Yechai, was looking to divorce her because of no children. And she was very, very upset. So she went and she started davening Mamish B'Kavona Atsuma. Unbelievable. It was the night of Rosh Hashanah. And the night of Rosh Hashanah, Yochai was sleeping and he dreamed that he was in a huge forest. And there were some trees over there, fruit trees, that were full of fruit. Some of the trees were beautiful, full of fruit, and some of them were just dry. They were completely empty, little dry branches. Nothing happening over there. His dream was that he was leaning against one of the empty trees and he saw a man that looked like a malach who walking around watering all the trees. Walking around watering the trees. Now he wasn't watering every tree. He was randomly watering various trees. Some of them he did. Some of them he skipped. Right? Suddenly Yechai saw that he came over to his tree 
And he came not with the watering bucket that he had for all the other trees, but with a plate. And he watered my tree, said Yochai. And all of a sudden, in that moment, the tree started becoming looking greener, looked healthier again, started sprouting leaves, and then fruit came. It was absolutely beautiful. And then he woke up from his dream. Okay, Adkan was the dream. He tells his wife the dream. Sorella had a beautiful dream. Can you maybe give me some insight into what is going on over here? Where does this dream come from? What does this mean? What, what does this mean to us? So she tells him the dream, and he tells her the dream, and she says that the forest is this world, and the trees are the women of this world. Some of them get fruit, children, and some of them do not. And when do they get it? On Rosh Hashanah. That's when everything's decided. That's when you had the dream, was on Rosh Hashanah. The tree that I was leaning on was me. That was the tree that you were leaning on. And it shows that we are going to have a child. So he said, I have a question. And the question is, why did all the other trees get watered normally? And my tree got watered with a plate, which is a different way of watering than all the other trees. So she said to him, it's a good question. You're going to have to go to Rebekiva. You have to go to Rebekiva. Only Rebekiva is going to be able to answer such a question. So she goes to Rebekiva, and Rebekiva said, you're absolutely right. You interpreted the dream in the correct way. But the plate that watered your tree was because your wife, you, could never have children. It was Poshet Lekzeru, you could never have children. But because of all her tefillahs, because of all her crying, because of all her emunah and nirubayni shalolam, those tears were gathered in that plate, and that plate was what watered the tree, and that's what caused the child, and you will be zoichet to have a tremendous tzaddik come out of you, which was obviously by Yochai, Rib Shimon. Okay, so... According to many, by the way, he was actually born on Lagboimah. Not only died on Lagboimah, but he was born, because we know a Kabbalah, many, many tzaddikim that die and born on the same day. The Gemara in Sukkah Memeyah Mebeis tells us famously, Yochanani nifta kol ha'olam min ad-din, Reb Shimon Bar-Yachai says, I can pata the gant savelt from din. Can you imagine what that means? The whole world, from mitchil of Atzai, from Odom Avishim, all the way to the end of time, Reb Shimon Bar-Yachai, on his own, can pata, can exempt everyone from din, the Sfas Emes brings down in Parshas Emma Tofresh Nun Base. And he says, I heard this from the Chidushi Arim, that on Lag Ba'oyma, a person can be Zoycha to tremendous Yira Shemayim. We'll talk a little bit more about Lag Ba'oyma in Mitzashem tomorrow. In the Preet Tzadik, Tzadik in Parshas Vayikra, brings that Rabbi Kiva was the Shayrish of all Torah Shabal Peh. Right? Like that result says. And Rabbi Shimon Bar-Yachai was his Talmud, but they couldn't make a Yontaf on the day that Rabbi Kiva died, because Rabbi Kiva was killed in a terrible, brutal way. So they couldn't make a Yontav on such a day. So therefore, they had to make the Yontav of Rabbi Kiva, who was the Makar of Torah Shabal Peh, on the day of Rabbi Shimon. Instead, it was his Talmud. And that means, again, and we'll discuss this in more detail, that a person like Ba'ime could be Zoycha to tremendous Torah Shabal Peh. And again, just to understand, this is something that Rabbi Shimon was Yoichet to that nobody else was Yoichet to. And let's just end with this as well. That the Balshemtov writes, it's quoted at least in the Toldos Yaakov, Yaakov Yosef, that the reason why people don't reach their potential is because of their deep humility. Now it's a beautiful midah to be, to be, you know, to be, to be an honor of. Right? To have humility is beautiful. We're meant to do that. But he says, the Balshantov, that because people are so, such a novel, there's such humility going on, they don't even reach their full potential. And therefore, they don't realize that every little thing that they do in this world, every bracha, every toyer, every chesed, causes worlds and worlds to appear. It's the most unbelievable, unbelievable thing. Now, we know that Lag Boima falls on Hoid Shabahoid. Now, according to 
many Sifri Kabbalah, Hoid Shabbat is actually a very spiritually low day. And the reason for that is because Hoid is Din. Din is generally harsh judgment. So on Lagibahim it's Hoid Shabbat So it's Din Shabbat Din. It's harshest of the harshest, you know, din that can possibly exist in the world. So, Apikabola, the day of Lagba'im is a very spiritually low day. However, within that lowness lies a tremendous greatness, and that's the Yontav of Rib Shimon, the Yontav of Lagba'im. And that, the Surah Makadoshim teaches us that even if a person is in a low situation, even if a person is in a low madrega, he's not holding where he's meant to be, he's not holding where he wants to be. But still, in, even in Hoyt Shabbat we can have the greatest Simcha, we can have the greatest celebration. Be'ez HaShem tomorrow, we shall continue on this path and go a little bit more on the studio. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.